بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله in our previous lesson we began to discuss some of the arkan of the salah and some of the pillars of the salah and we mentioned that they were how many pillars fourteen now and that was after we mentioned the we concluded the the conditions the shurut of salah. And the shurut were how many? How many conditions of the salah? Shurut? Tisa and nine. Naam. Naam. And what were the conditions for the salah? What were the conditions for the salah? The nine conditions for salah. Tamiz, okay. So what's, what's meant by Tamiz? Age of puberty? Age of discernment. So they reach the age where they're able to distinguish. So this is mentioned as age of seven. Okay? So to me, it's, what else? I thought had removing impurity. I feel having having sound intellect. To be Muslim, Islam is in that condition. Nia, now. For what that it has to be within the correct time that you cover your order, yes, that you face the Qibla, that you move the Najasa from where <coughs> the place where you're praying, the clothing, yep, and your body, yeah. There's one more left. Mentioned here. Yeah, they removed, removed that impurity. So he mentioned that Islam, the person as Tamiz, they have sound intellect. Not a bit Ola. That they have the Niyya, Naam. That they are in the state of purity. They've removed all the impurity. Facing the Qibla. What else did we mention? The cover of Aura. I know it's all of them. Nah, it's all of them. Nah, it's all of them. And so then we mentioned that the condition, I'm uh, sorry, the pillars for the Salah are how many? 14. 14. The pillars for the Salah are 14. And what are they? Standing. Take the Ihram. Al Fatiha, Rukur, coming out from Rukur, Sujud, Nam, the Sabbath, all that, Nam, all that, Satan, Tina, Sue, says this. Tamat Nina. What's the name of Tamat Nina? 
Okay, yeah, tranquility in your prayer, please. Lord, what's meant by that now? Something that's mentioned specifically. You don't rush anything, but something specific about the limbs. So that the limbs rest in its place in each, every position. Now let's talk about Nina. Yeah. Tartib. The fine shahut. The slave. Short, no. Down. The sleeve. The two test sleeves. Okay. We mentioned test sleeve. That's fine. It's 12. So we need two more. I thought no, no, it's just Sahih, it is correct, Tarotib. Oh. Yeah, so they're in order, yep. What else? <coughs> That's the first one, basically what he missed was the Tidan, so the person is straight, they, they, they come up from the sujood. So come up from the sujood. So what we did mention was the, sej, the, the sitting between the sajdatain, but also coming up from sujood is, is the rukun as well. Now, so we mentioned coming up from from, uh, from rukur, which is a naam, is a pillar, but also coming up from the sujood is also a pillar. Now, so going on to what we discussed, or going on further from what we discussed, uh, in our last lesson, we go on to the, discuss the affair of Surah Al-Fatiha. And Surah Al-Fatiha being from the Arkan of the Salah, from the pillars of the Salah. And before the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha, the person recites, A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Al-Rajim. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani wa jim. Ma'ana a'udhu, a'luthu, wa al-taj'u, wa a'tasimu bika ya Allah bin ash-shaytani. Na'am. So, what is meant is that we, that refuge is sought and a person holds on firm to Allah, ya'ani, against the shaytan. Wal-rajim, wal-rajim, Referring to the one that is matrood, the one that is rejected, and the one that is distanced, mubad and the rahmatillah, and who is distanced from the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa taala. This is the one that is that is a regime. Allah yudurni fi dini wa la fi dunya. And such an individual will not harm me in my deen nor in my dunya. Well, Qiraat al-Fatiha, as mentioned here by Shaykh Ibn Baz, Qiraat al-Fatiha, 
ركن في كل ركعة كما في حديث لا صلاة لمن لم يقرأ بفاتحة الكتاب وهي أم القرآن. so the Quran of Fatiha is a pillar. We say the Surah Fatiha is a pillar, and it's a pillar just due to the fact that we know from the Hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is narrated in Sahih Bukhari, that he mentions that there's no salah. He mentions sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There's no salah for the one that does not recite the opening of the book, the Fatiha of the Kitab. Now, and this is referred to as the Umm al-Quran, the Mother of the Quran. Thereafter, we have the Basmala Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is seeking Barakah from Allah to Barakah Taala in the affair that you you're going to embark upon, as well as Istiana, and seeking the aid of Allah. So thereafter, we have Alhamdulillah, Alhamd, Thana. يعني الحمد الحمد is the praise of Allah and the al is was referred to as al aliflam istighraq so what we understand from this is that alhamd يعني meaning all everything every form of praise belongs to Allah Taala and so this is in relation to the the thana, the, the praise of Allah Taala. Rabb al Alamin, al Rabb huwa ma'bud al Khaliq al Raziq al Malik al Musarrif al Murabbi jami' al Khaliq bin Ni'am. So Rabb al Alamin, when we say Rabb al Alamin, we refer to the fact that Allah Taala, He is the Lord, the Cultivator. He is the Ma'bud. He is the one that uh, worship is directed towards. He is the Creator. He subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that sustains. He's the one that has that has ownership of the creation. And he has ownership of all of the all of the creation. And he disposes of the affairs with the creation. Al-Alameen. Al-Alameen. Then this is Kulluma Siwallah Alamun Wahua Rabbul Jamia. So anything that is other than Allah, anything other than Allah is referred to as Al-Alam. And anything of that is other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referred to as being from the Alameen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of all of that. He's the Lord of all of that. Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahman. Rahmatun ama li jami' al-makhluqat. So when we refer to Ar-Rahman, this is in reference to Ar-Rahman, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of the creation. Ar-Rahman. Is mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of his creation. Wa rahim is rahmatun khasa bil mu'mineen. And this, uh, the name of Allah ta'ala rahim is rahma mercy, which is specific for the believers, the mu'mineen. And the proof of that is the same of Allah ta'ala. Wa kana bil mu'mineen rahima. And he was merciful with the believers. Thereafter, we recite to Surah Al-Fatiha, Surah Al-Fatiha, Maliki Yawmiddin, the one, the owner, the day of recompense, the day of Al-Hisab, Yawmiddin is the day of consequence, a reward and consequence, and reckoning.
يوم كله يجازى بعمله and it's the day where everyone may be rewarded by way of their action in khayran فخير in sharran فشر so everyone, everyone sees the consequence of their action and the recompense of their action if the action was khayr then the recompense will be khayr will be good as well if the action was sharr if the action was evil then the recompense likewise will be evil or the recompense will be of harm وَدَلِيلُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا يَوْمُ الدِّينِ ثُمَّ مَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا يَوْمُ الدِّينِ يَوْمَ لَا تَمْلِكُ نَفْسٌ لِنَفْسٍ شَيْئًا وَالْأَمْرُ يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلَّهِ And the proof for this is a statement of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala where Allah Ta'ala states and what will, what will cause you to know or allow you to know what is the day of recompense and then what will allow you to know that the, the day of recompense, the day where, where no one owns or no, no one owns another individual. Nothing from another individual. And the affair on that day will belong to Allah. Well, hadith, Anahu sallallahu after that, the dimension of the message of Allah وسلم, the affair of the nafs on that day of reckoning and an action after the actions that will be held to counsel after death and the one that is ajiz, does not have the ability, and the one that is withheld on this day, is the one that followed his nafs and his desires. And the hope, the person hopes with Allah, referring to this day of Yawm al-Qiyamah, Yawm al-Deen, the day of recompense, Thereafter, has the mention of the ayah, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُوا لَا نَعْبُدُ غَيْرَكَ أَحْدًا بَيْنَ الْعَبْدُ وَبَيْنَ الرَّبِّهِ عَنْ لَا يَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاكَ And so, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُوا is a covenant. is a covenant between the servant and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where he's stating, he's stating, the servant is stating, I will not worship anything other than you. And that he is stating that all of the ibadah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He's directing all of his ibadah to Allah. Again, the wording of and to you, we seek, we seek your aid, or we seek the aid of you. Again, is a covenant, is a ahl. It's a covenant between the servant and Allah Ta'ala. Where he states that he's going to seek Allah, to seek the aid of Allah Ta'ala alone. Without anyone else. Seek the aid of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone, without any partners. Here, I just want to mention uh, just uh, something to, a side point in relation to this affair of isti'ana. Isti'ghafa likewise. The isti'ana, do we state that isti'ana, seeking aid, is always haram, is always shirk, if we seek aid in the other than Allah. Is this always shirk? 
sorry. No? Okay. Anyone else agree? It is a wish. It's not a wish. Anyone else agree? So you can aid the other than Allah. Is it shirk all at all the, at all times, or is it dependent, or what is the what is the affair? It's conditional. So is it's permissible? What you're saying? It's been, you're saying it's permissible, but it's conditional. Okay. Sah. Sah. So we don't say absolutely that isti'ana, as seeking aid, is always uh, haram or is always something which is impermissible. Now, um, for example, someone asks, can you help me lift these boxes? Are you seeking aid of another individual from the khalq? We will not say that no, this is shirk. Now, or can you help me write down this 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 uh, this in my notes, for example? Now this is you're seeking aid of this individual. You're seeking this person to aid you, help you, something. But we're not going to now say that this is shirk billah. Rather, we say that if a person is going to seek aid with the creation, then it is conditional. And what are those conditions? No. Is your person told heat? Necessarily. So if you ask someone to help you to do something. Not necessarily shut I'm just saying just generally seeking aid. Someone to No, so first and foremost he has to be uh present. He has to be in your company. Or take the hukum of the one that is present. Take the ruling of the one that is present, which is referring to what? Is hey, but what else though? If you say anything, it's the ruling of the one that is present. That's the next condition. But the, I'm saying if he's present, if he's present or takes the ruling, what do you mean by takes the ruling of the one that's present? Don't think too hard. I'll say it again. So how, how, why does it take the ruling of the one that's present? How? How does it take the ruling of the one that's present? You can't answer. So how do you, I mean, do, what's the, what do you mean by someone that's taking the ruling of the one that's present? You mentioned it, but you mentioned it all in amongst everything else you said. Now, if someone, basically, there's a means of communication. So... You're not just saying, can someone, can someone so help me? But there's no communication between you two. So, it has to be present. Are you sitting with them, physically sitting with them, and you ask them to aid you? Or, there's a means of communication. Doesn't, they have to, doesn't mean that they actually have to be in your physical presence, but there's actual communication between you. That's what is meant by the, that they take the hukum, the ruling of the one that is present. Now, so, obviously, in, these, in this day and age, we've got telephones and whatever else, WhatsApp and all the rest of that. And maybe before that, if you wrote someone a letter, eventually we'll get to them. And there's that communication. So, the second condition, because it has the ability. But it's within the ability of you know, what is generally known as the ability of mankind. Now, so it's something which is accepted as being from the ability of 
يعني الانسان so you, for example now if you have if you're in the presence of someone and you say you know as you find from some individuals or you have to they may be in the presence of an individual and they say to this individual make it rain tomorrow now I want it to rain tomorrow so that it can aid my crops for example it's not in his ability to do so so he may have only fulfilled, he fulfilled one condition where the person is uh, present, but our second condition isn't fulfilled. Naam, because it's not within the ability of insan to do. And so thus, this is why the one that seeks uh, aid from the Ashab al-Kubur, the one that seeks aid from those that are within the graves, and inhabitants of the graves, and the deceased, this is why this action is muharram, it's haram, because... This individual is not present. He's not present. He's not alive. And as well, he's not qadir. He's not able to do so. Because the person is no longer in the dunya. He's, he's, uh, he's passed away. So, <coughs> this is the affair of isti'ana, generally speaking. The affair of isti'ana, generally speaking, is, is, is of this manner. Likewise, as well, barakallahu fikum. When it comes to seeking of the wealth from people, and this is just uh, kind of just uh, something related somewhat, then Sheikh Sheikh Rabia, he mentions that the seeking of the aid of the people, seeking from the wealth of the people, is from the interpretations of the hadith where the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentions that there's three affairs that Allah approves for you and three affairs that he disapproves. From the three things that are, disapp- that are mentioned that Allah disapproves of is the kathatul su'al. Asking of many questions. And the kathatul su'al, yani referring to asking the people that which they possess within their hands. Either from their wealth. So essentially begging the people for their money. And so the Sheikh mentions, generally speaking, that this is something which is muharram, this is something that shouldn't be done as an asr. Only if the person is in need of it. I, the person is durura. It's something which is a necessity. I refer to necessity is that if this does not occur, then the person may face uh, halak, then the person may face destruction or mashabah, something that is comparable to that. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, we have in the Surah Al-Fatiha, إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ إِهْدِنَا يعني guide us, I direct us, وَثَبِّتْنَا يعني make us firm upon the Surah Al-Mustaqeem. And the Surah, the Surah itself, is referring to Al-Islam. As I mentioned, <coughs> that Surat is referring to some say the Surat is referring to Islam others refer that the Surat is referring to the Quran or the Surat is referring to the Rasul and all of that is reality so all of that is the Haq all of that is the Surat Naam, the Surat al-Mustaqim if you're asking to be upon the Surat al-Mustaqim then of course we're asking, we're asking to be upon and guided to Islam and Islam is one and the same with the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallam. It's Islam. Islam, no doubt, is in accordance with the Quran. So all of it is the haq in reality. Mustaqim 
And if something is mustaqim, it's something that does not have any crookedness found within it. There's no crookedness found within it because it's the straight path. Surat al-Ladina and Amta alayhim. Surat al-Ladina and Amta alayhim. Tariq al-Mun'am alayhim. And Surat al-Ladina and Amta alayhim. This is the Tariq, this is the path, and this is the way which has been blessed. Allah Ta'ala has placed his blessing upon that, upon that particular path. And Allah Ta'ala, the proof is the same of Allah Ta'ala, وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الْمَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيكِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءَ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسْنُ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا <coughs> the statement of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, then they will be those with those that Allah Taala has blessed, has placed His blessing upon them from the Nabiyyin, from the Prophets, and the Siddiqin, the truthful, the Shuhada, the martyrs, and the Salihin, the righteous. And what good and blessed companions to be amongst! Thereafter, it mentions غير مغضوب عليهم نعم وهم اليحود معهم علم ولم يعملوا به تسأل الله أن يجنبك طريقهم So غير مغضوب عليهم So other than the path that I've earned the anger of Allah And this is the way of the yahud Due to the fact that they have علم They possess knowledge However, they do not act upon that knowledge. They possess knowledge, but they do not act. And so we ask Allah, and then the person when he's in the salah, and making surah surah al-fatih, he's asking Allah Ta'ala to not make it from those that have earned the anger of Allah. Likewise, now, then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَلَا الضَّالِينَ And those that have gone astray, and they are the Nasara. يَعْبُدُونَ اللَّهِ وَلَا جَهَلِ They worship Allah upon jahl, upon ignorance and misguidance. And so, within the Salah, you ask Allah ta'ala to, naam, you ask, within the Salah, you ask Allah ta'ala to direct you away from their way as well. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala, the proof of that is the statement of Allah Ta'ala, Kul hal nunabbi'ukum bi akhsarina a'mala alladhina dolla sa'yuhum fi l'hayati dunya wa hum yahsibuna annahum yuhsiluna suna'a. And so thus, the proof is a statement of Allah Taala. Say, should we not inform you of those that are greatest of greatest loss within the byway their actions? Those that have gone astray by their by way of that which they have put, they have fallen into and done within this dunya, whilst they regard it as being an action of good that they have performed, actions of good. Now, likewise, 
you have the hadith, the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions sunan man qablikum hadhu qudha bil qudha hatta law dakhalu hujra dab wa taqabutubuhu la taqabla taqabutubuhu qalu ya rasulullah al-yahud al-nasara qala faman akhrajahu amma akhrajah the hadith I mentioned that indeed you, will, you find that you will follow the ways of those that have come before you. Those that have preceded you step by step. By each way, by each way. To the extent that if they were to enter the hole of the lizard, then indeed you would enter, you'd follow them with them and enter it with them. And so they asked, O Messenger of Allah, is this the Yahud and Nasara? He says, and from who else would this be? Likewise, you have the hadith when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentions, if Tarakat al Yahud, or if there were Sabina Firqa, or if Tarakat al Nasara, or if Nani was Sabina Firqa, was a Taftarik had in Umbra, and a Thalath was Sabina Firqa, Kulla Hafinari illa Wahida, Kulla Manhia, Ya Rasulullah. God, man kana ala miflama ana ali wa ashabi. And so we have the narration, the well known narration, where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stated that the, the, <coughs> the Yahud will divide into 71 sects. And the Nasara, the Christians, will divide into 72 sects. And this Ummah will divide into 73 sects. All of them will be within the fire except for one. And so we said, And who are they, O Messenger of Allah? And so he said to Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, That which I and my companions are upon. I know that one sect, that safe sect, the Firqa Tadaji essentially is that which is upon what? The Messenger of Allah وسلم, was upon. Now, and so thereafter, the author he's made clear the arkan, the pillars of the salah. Now, we mentioned the pillars of the salah earlier on, and the pillars are generally based upon the hadith. When the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that the narration when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions if you come to stand in the prayer, then face the Qibla. Now face the Qibla and make the takbir and then recite that which is of ease for you to recite from the Quran. That which was easy to recite from the Quran. So that which is of the at the end of the narration. Now we mentioned, did we mention uh, did we discuss last lesson uh, the Takbirat Ihram? The study of the Takbirat Ihram.
Enfin. So thereafter, we have a discussion regarding the arkan and the ruku' وَرَفْعَ مِنْهُ وَالسُّجُودُ وَعَلَىٰ أَعْضَاءَ سَبَعُ رَفْعَ مِنْهُ وَالْجُلُوسِ بَيْنَ سَجْدَتَيْهِ وَتَمَعْنِينَ فِي جَمِيلَ أَفْعَالِ And so you have the other uh, pillars of the salah, which is the ruku' and coming up from ruku' sujood upon the seven limbs, coming up from the ruku' the sitting between the sajdatain that the person prays with a degree of tranquility, <coughs> that the person prays with order, the final tashahud, and the sitting, for the tashahud, and the salah and the nabi, and the two taslims. These are the arkan of the salah. And the dalil is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhaladzina amanu al-ku'u, Oh, you believe, perform the ruku and the sujood. For Amr Subhanah, with ruku and sujood, how the Amr, if tirad, kama fi kolihi, wa'budur rabbakum. And so, Allah Ta'ala has commanded. All you believe, perform the ruku and sujood. So it's a command. And what we understand from commands is that when you have a command, this is now an obligation for the person to perform the action. So the general understanding from commands within the nusul, so you have a command within the, from the Quran or a command within the uh, sunnah of the Nabi from the ahadith. The general understanding from that is that now it's an obligation. When would the command not be an obligation? Though? An example. Necessarily that. You might have a narration that mentions a command, but then it's not an obligation. The hukum is not an obligation. Is the question clear, by the way? First and foremost, so you have a narr- you might have a narration or a text of some sort, and it's a command. And we know, generally speaking, if there's a command, that now it's an obligation. Hukum that is an obligation. It's wajib. When is it that a command? You may have a, an, a text that has a command, but the hukum is that it's not an obligation. Now, so if you have a text where <coughs> there's a command, you have a text where there's a command, and so the asal is that an obligation. However, if you find another text where, for example, the Prophet ﷺ maybe did not do that action, then from what is understood amongst the, the fuqaha, the scholars of fiqh, is that they will state that this action no longer will not, will not be regarded as being a command or obligation, but a command of istihbab, and that is a highly recommended act to perform. Likewise, the opposite is true as well, with a nahi. If you have a prohibition, 
Then generally speaking, if you have a prohibition, then this is for something which is what? Haram, no. Haram. And so, if however, you find that maybe there's, there's a narration that mentions where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam may have done the action, then we know that this is not of actual, this is not a hukum of, uh, of tahrim, but rather of of it being uh, makruh. Naam. And so, thereafter, you have also the narration for sujood, the proof for the sujood as well, the narration where the Prophet ﷺ mentions, Amartu, or Afan Amartu, and Ashtud ala Seba A'adam, that I was commanded to prostrate upon the seven limbs, the seven particular limbs. Wahada Amr iftira. وَنَحْنُ مَعْمُورُونَ بِأَنْ نَبْتَدِي بِهِ عليه الصلاة والسلام وَقَاصَلُّ كَمَا رَأَيْتُمْ مُنِي أَصَلِّي And he says, pray if you see me, pray. So, where he's stating that I've been commanded to prostrate upon the seven, then we know that this is the salah of the Prophet them. And so, in relation to that, we will say that this, if a person is seeking to follow his sunnah alayhi salatu wasalam, then he will follow him in that which he is doing as well. And he prostrates upon the seven, so we follow him within that. Likewise, there's something that's not mentioned here by Shaykh Mubaraz, but it's also but it's mentioned by Shaykh Ahmed and Najmi, rahimahullah. He mentions the ayah where Allah ta'ala mentions Surah Al-Jinn, وَأَنَّ مَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ وَأَنَّ مَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا that indeed the masajid belong to Allah, so do not prostrate to Abu Allah. Shaykh Ahmed al-Najm, he mentions that the masajid, the mufassirun, the scholars of tafsir, they mention this word masajid could be in reference to the masajid as we know, the mabani, the buildings that are masajid that are established for the ibadah of Allah, or referring to the masajid, the masajid referring to the seven limbs that are prostrated upon. So the masajid are either, when this ayah are either referring to the masajid that are ma'rufa, at the place of salah, or the masajid which are the places of prostration. So this is another proof also mentioned for this particular affair of the sujood and how to perform the sujood. And thereafter, you have the narration as well, the proof, the narration of the one that prayed badly. And the Prophet ﷺ mentioning to him, his statement, I return and pray for indeed you have not performed the salah. فَرَجَعَ And he returned and performed the salah. He returned and performed the salah as due to the as mentioned within this narration. And then the message of Allah وسلم, after three times of him attempting to perform the salah, he alayhi salatu was salam informed him of how to pray. If you come to pray then make the takbir. And likewise another narration is come to salah as so 
So he taught him Ashia. He taught this, this individual different affairs from the Salah that were perhaps unknown to him but were wajib, were an obligation for him to do. The first of them was the wudu. The first of them was that he had to perform the wudu. So as a must that he was mutahir or mutatahir. And that he was in a state of purification. Likewise facing the Qibla. Then he performs the Takbir to Ihram. And <coughs> Takbir to Ihram, again as we mentioned, is a Rukun, is a pillar from the pillars of the Salah. Then read that which is of ease for you to recite from the Quran. Or in another narration, uh, or another narration, it mentions, or recites the book, the, or the Umm Quran, that which is the Umm Quran, referring to Surah Al Fatiha, and that which Allah Ta'ala wills. Likewise, we have the hadith, La Salaliman Lam Yakra bi Fatihatil Kitab. I meaning, so the meaning of the one that recite that which is of each feature recite from the Quran, no doubt this is this is inclusive of Fatiha. The person that recites him, he has to recite towards of Fatiha. Naam. Thereafter, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentions with a narration, Fuman ka hata tatma inna raqian. Fumarfa hata ta'tadil qa'iman. فمسجد حتى تطمئن ساجدا فمرفع حتى تطمئن جالسا فمسجد حتى تطمئن ساجدا فمفعل ذلك في صلاتك كلها and so the message of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم mentions in this narration <coughs> and so perform the ruku' until you are at ease in the ruku' and, and rise from the ruku' until you are stood straight then perform the, suj the sajda until you are at ease in performing the sajda, until you are in the state of ease of performing the sajda. And then rise in a tranquil state and sit until you are sitting in a tranquil state. Then perform the sajda <coughs> until you are at ease of performing the sajda and then do that in all of your prayer and all of the salah. And this is a proof that all of these actions are not excluded. All these actions have to be done within the Salah. Because as we mentioned, the individual, he prayed and he attempted to pray. And then the Messenger of Allah told him to return and pray again. To return and pray again. Now, and we understand from this as well. We understand from this barakallahu fikum. And it's a, it's a good manner in which to, in, in to teach the individual. And this is from the husn ta'aleem and the Messenger of Allah. This is from the, 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 the good mannerism in, where, in the way that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, taught the individual. Why? Why is this from this good, a, a good mannerism, a good way to teach someone something?
Prophet Salaam, the way that he taught him. Why is the why is this important, or why is it the way that he taught him one which is beneficial? Between the owner and slave, so have to be, uh, no, the, the worship between the, the, the malik the, and slave, the malik and the slave. No, okay, he told him, so he didn't leave him upon that's one thing, so that's true. But what about the fact that he repeats no? No. That's one thing, yes. So that's basically what it is. That because he didn't inform him, alayhi salatu straight away about his error, then a person is more focused upon what the error may be. And this is the manner in which you, you can teach someone. So for example, you ask someone a question, you don't ask them the question, for example, and give them the answer straight away. Because it may be something that we, we may all uh, uh, experience in our lives as well. We might have a test. And we get a question wrong in the test. And then when someone, we find out the answer to that, to that question, we never forget the answer. Because we attempted it. We attempted to get it right. But we understood that we, that we, understood that we were erroneous in, in whatever we were doing. And so, when it's rectified, we understand the error and the rectification of the error as well. So, it enhances our understanding of what we're supposed to be doing. And so this is from the, the manner in which the Messenger of Allah وسلم, taught this individual. Now, and so he taught him through all of this. And he taught him how to perform the Salah. And again, we have the narration when the Messenger of Allah mentions, Pray as you see me pray. And so, <coughs> this is a clear indication that the manner in which he prayed, والسلام, was one of great importance and Allah Ta'ala knows best. And the tartib, the manner in which he prayed, is a must that a person prays with this particular order, a particular tartib. They performs the qiyam, then the ruku', then the rafa' al then the sujood. Because a person is adhering to the salah of the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the salah of the Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasallam is a tafsir, is an explanation and detail of that which Allah Ta'ala mentions by way of his statement wa akimu salah and establish the prayer. Or the statement of Allah Ta'ala, hafidu ala salawat. And and be, and guard the prayers. This is an affair which is mutlak, and this is something which is mentioned in absolute sense, and it's general to a to extent. Allah Taala mentions establish the prayer, good establish the prayer. Then the Messenger of Allah, so Allah Taala mentions establish the prayer. Thereafter, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, mentions the detail of that by way of his salah and by way of his statement. Pray as you see me pray. Now, and this is the tarati, but this is the order in which it is done. The recitation, the ruku', the rafa', the coming up from ruku', the sujood, and likewise. And the tashahud. 
Thereafter, we have the Tashahud al Akhir, the final Tashahud. And this is why, because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, did so. And he commanded with it, Ma'a, by way of his statement, Kulu atayhiyat, Hada Amr bin Wujub. He commanded with it, And this is a command for the obligation as well. What Ibn Mas'ud, or Ibn Mas'ud, قال, كُلْنَا نَقُولُ قَبْلَ عَنْ يُغْفَرَدْ عَلَيْنَا أَتَشَهُدْ تَلَّ عَلَىٰ عَنَّا مَفْرُودٍ عَلَيْهِمْ Ibn Mas'ud mentions that we used to say, so and such and such, before the tashahud was made an obligation upon us. So, this specific wording, before the, or the nam, specific wording, and this clear wording, is indicative of the fact that the tashahud has made an obligation upon them. <coughs> and that is fard, nam, that they did so. At-tahiyyat lillah, wa-salawat, wa-tayyibat. To the end of that. And this was by way of the knowledge of the, of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that he did so, and his companions did so, and commanded women. And this is an indication of its um, obligation. There's two tashahuds, the first and the second, the first and the last. The tashahud al awwal, ma'dood, and the wajibat. So the first tashahud is regarded as being from the wajibat, the obligations. Why? لِأَنَّ الرَّسُولُ صلى الله عليه وسلم لَمَّا قَامَ عَنْهُ وَسَاهِيًا جَبْرَهُ بِالسُّجُودِ وَصَحَتْ صَلَاتُهُ And so, the reason why we know it's a wajib, like the first tashahud, is that when the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم forgot it and did not perform the tashahud al-awwal, the first tashahud, na'am, then he performed the sajda, the sajda to sahu, na'am, and this was sufficient to end the salah. So na'am, he performed the, the, the tashahud, or he missed the first tashahud rather, alayhi salatu salam, and perform the session to Sahu, and this was sufficient for the, the, the Salah to be completed, and it did not end the Salah. I did not cause the Salah to be ended and have to be repeated. And as we mentioned previously, and we'll go into a bit more detail in our next lesson, that the session to the session to Sahu or the Wajib is covered by the session to Sahu, as long as a person did so, or did the action, or missed the action, should we say, Sahwan, yani, they did so by way of forgetfulness. And it wasn't amdan, it wasn't done deliberately. No, it wasn't done deliberately. So then if a person did not do the action deliberately, <coughs> they can form the session to Sahu. So example, what's an example of someone doing deliberately though? Not necessarily in bad faith, as they say. Not, not necessarily due to the fact that they just didn't want to do it. For example, what? Yeah. 
They lift out what, sorry? They lift out a raka'ah. If you left out a whole raka'ah, then you've left out fatiha, left out sujood, you left out ruku'ah, you left out all these arkan in a raka'ah. You're talking about a wajib. If they didn't want to sit in the middle. The first tashahud, naam. But an example would be the first tashahud, but they are not aware of its obligation or they don't believe it's an obligation. And so they they miss it. They, they, they're aware, aware that they're, they're missing it, but they miss it. And they come to the end of the salah and, they, and for whatever reason it comes to them, no, it is an obligation. Does it now mean that they can perform the sahur for their backs? Not why. They live out deliberately. No. And the whole point of sahur, <coughs> the whole point of something that's been that's referred to as being sahur is that they left it out due to forgetfulness. What about if they left it out due to uh, ignorance? Can they perform the sahur? sahur? You know what I said earlier, don't think too hard. Think a bit harder this time. No. If they're ignorant, they wouldn't do it. So if they're ignorant, there would be no such to suffer because they're, they're ignorant of the of the of the of the wajib anyway. No. That's why it's not when they mention ignorance, generally speaking, you don't find that it's mentioned too often with when in the in relation to the wajibat and what should be done in the, in the case of ignorance. Because if the case of ignorance, they're not aware of the action in the first place. Are they ignorant? So they're not going to perform the session of sahu. Or they're not going to. They, they're not going. To, it's not going to occur to them to perform the session of sahu because they're ignorant. They don't know of the or the first tashahud, for example, as 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 a wajib. Naam. Allah Taala knows best. Binilai Taala. In our next sitting, this will be that should be the the final lesson from this uh, from these shurut uh, salah wajibat wa arkaniha wajibatiha. And inshallah, um, we'll conclude with the discussion around the last of the arkan, the last of the pillars, as well as the wajibat, discussion about the wajibat as well. Inshallah ta'ala barakallahu feekum, wa jazakumullah khaira, wa sallallahu wa barakallahu nabi Muhammad wa alihi wa sallam.